Hey there, lovebirds and lone wolves. It's your favorite sexpert, Stephanie Smith, and we're about to take a joyride through the wild world of sex and relationships. So buckle up, because we're going to laugh, learn, and maybe even blush a little as we uncover the secrets to kick-ass sex life. So grab your headphones and get ready for some scandalous stories, quirky advice, and a whole lot of laughs. Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex with me, Stephanie Smith, the podcast that's about to make your ears blush. We have is one is enough enough. My wife and I have been married almost five years now. The the last time we had sex more than once in a week was during our honeymoon. Since then, it's dropped precipitously. Once every two months on average, as I write this, it will be, it will have been three months since our last, we were last intimate. And even then she clearly did so out of guilt and obligation. She says she has zero drive and doesn't know why. Over the last four years, I've suggested she see her doctor, a therapist, try supplements, do online research, read this, read that, you name it, I've suggested seems to me, seems to do nothing but fall on deaf ears. We did start couple counseling a few months ago, and our counselor recently asked me directly if I could live in a sexless marriage the rest of my life. I answered honestly and said, no, if this doesn't change, someday I'll leave. That thought would, he thought that that would light up the fire under her, get her motivated to do something, anything to figure it out, her low libido libido issue but still nothing instead she is mad at me for putting divorce on the table i really don't want divorce this is actually my second marriage and my kids adore her she is a great stepmom and since day one she has loved them like her own i also don't want to put my kids through a second divorce but have no clue how much longer i can hold up i feel like each passing day now the resentment just continues to grow Living the sexless life shapes how I see myself, how I see, feel friends, peers, colleagues, see me. My confidence is in the toilet. It's completely demoralizing. I ask myself, why doesn't she care? Does she even hear my pain? She does say she loves me, but how can she, she and how can she and if just continue to do nothing? Why am I not worthy of her doing all she can to figure this out? I feel stuck. I guess for right now, I just want to feel like I'm not alone. You're not alone. Just so you know, you're not alone. Um, I, it sounds like that... You know, unfortunately, this was a terrible mistake. And if she's going to make you feel guilty about you mind put divorce on the table because of this, of you stating your needs, well, then that's not that's not fair. Um, you know, the whole entire thing. I mean, you're not. I don't, how long were they together? Five years. Have they been together for full five? Um, you know, I mean, that's. And four of it, you know, I mean, that's a long time. I mean, just to have that switch flip to 
not wanting to have sex and, you know, using it and being upset that it's, that it's an issue. I mean, it's a big part of your life. And I'm sorry. I mean, people need to wait part significant others with low libidos should not be marrying somebody who has a high libido and expect it to change. It will not change. And expect it not to have her impact their relationship either. I mean, because that impacts yeah. the relationship. It's, yeah. I mean, there's, why, it's why did you think it's not? You need yeah, to be honest and you need to let everybody be able to make decisions based on their own. If they know that they're coming into with a mismatch and they're going to have to settle for you know, sex once a week versus every day, well then, you know, let them make that decision, but then you need to stick to that when you make that decision. I mean, you need yeah, to- you don't get to just do all this and then it just- On that point, I mean, honestly, I mean, come on, you know, sex is a big part of your wellness. So, I mean, it does have a lot to do with the self-esteem, but it has a lot to do with your overall wellness. And I mean, just staying healthy and boosting your immunity and- your feel good and all of that, all of the good stuff. So why would you deprive yourself of that from being married? And come on, that's a perk of marriage. So I hear a lot of women, it is. And I hear a lot of women say it's painful and I do, you know, feel bad. And I think if that's a different story, that's where, you know, you need to talk with your doctor then. And you're honest with your partner. But just so women know, it it starts to close up the less. If you don't less use it, you're right. If you don't you use it, you use it. So the only thing you can do is get sizable silicone cones from you. And they're like, it's five different ones to, oh, yes. to make it bigger. That's the reason why it's painful is because it's shrunk up. Well, and there's other issues. I mean, women do have women, you know, I mean, if you have pain while you're having sex, like you need to have that conversation with your doctor, your doctor. Yeah. Um, so that you can determine, you know, what's going on. Um, you do need to let your partner know that, you know, I mean, because, you know, definitely, you know, if that's a problem for them, you know what, it's fair for them to know that you would rather have somebody that's going to be there and support you and not be resentful than somebody yeah. You know, then you know that that resentment is not going to make you feel better, and it's not going to make you feel supported while you try to get answers. You want mm-hmm. somebody that's going to be willing to hold your hand because they know that that's what you're going through. So they want you to be better so that they can have more sex. But you know, exactly, hold your hand through it. Yeah, I mean, like not whole- so bad that you have to be shamed. So I mean, yes, pain and sex is a whole different. Like, talk to your doctor, please. We've got pain, shame, you know, I mean. Factors, women need to get out of their head. Yeah. Well, and I will say this one thing that I don't know why. I know we can all fall habit into this, but we get married or we get into a relationship, we live together, whatever, and then we stop caring for ourselves. We stop getting ready. We stop watching what we eat. Men can eat three times a day. We can't. Okay, period. We cannot. Our metabolism wasn't built that way. Men's were. So we. you don't get to eat like your man. Okay? So if he eats three times a day, fine. Then you eat three little, you know, whatever. But you can't eat full 
Well, you know, you just need to take care of yourself. Basically, you need to to take care of yourself and be cognizant of what your body needs. Whatever it is you're eating. Yes. That you should care for yourself enough to stay taking care of yourself, whatever that looks like. And it doesn't stop just because, oh, I'm in a relationship. I don't need to do my hair. Yeah, right. Yes. So so you did all that before and now it's all done? I mean, so what are you showing? I'm just saying there are women that do this and that's a really false pretense to men, not just women. I think couples, significant others, it could happen with any type of relationship. So I don't want to say that. People get lazy in relationships. Come on. Yeah. But we need to stop. We need to stop. Could you know you get comfortable and you just get comfortable with each other and you're right you need to spice it up you need to be able to you know have fun you need to take care but you need to take care of yourself most of all I mean I, all. you need to love yourself first you know you need to take care of that person that's in your mirror because that person's gonna be with you until your last breath so that's the goal but I don't know that it'll always be the truth because like I said people are living longer and right, I, I'm saying that person in the mirror is the person that's going to be with you until the end. That's you. Yeah, the person in the mirror, you mean yourself. That's you. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So yeah, so you take care of, you need to take care of that person first. Then you can take care of the other person, but take care of that person first so that you can be there. Always. All right. We are at. Let's go, go, go. We're countdown. Love your O. Love your own. Love your own. And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for joining me on today's exhilarating podcast of Let's Talk About Sex. If you loved what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, make sure to hit that subscribe button, like, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss out on our future episodes packed with even more tips, tricks, and tantalizing discussions. Got something to share or a burning question? I want to hear from you. Send me a message on social media or in my email. Your thoughts and stories and feedback mean the world to me, and I can't wait to hear from each and every one of you. Remember, your sexual empowerment journey doesn't end here. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep embracing your fabulous, authentic self. Until next time, this is Stephanie Smith signing off. Stay adventurous. Stay safe and stay sexy.